uh, Professor Richard Laird, Director of the Wellbeing Programme here at Tennessee, author with David Clark, Thrive, the Power of Evidence-Based Psychological Therapies, involved too in the O'Donnell Report into Wellbeing. Mental ill health, as I understand it, you say is the core problem facing our society, requiring vast investment of public funds. Why mental ill health? Why not housing or education or poverty? Why but, choose this? But, well, mental ill health is something to do with how, what you feel. Uh, and ultimately, the reality for every human being is what they feel. Uh, and what we've been finding is that mental ill health is one of the most important factors in affecting how people feel. Physical health also matters. But I used to work on income and unemployment most of my life, and I found that these are less important uh, than mental and physical health. You quoted as saying, a child's emotional health is far more important to their satisfaction levels as an adult than other factors, such as if they achieve academic success or are wealthy. Is this true? Because that could be read two ways, couldn't it? As long as they're happy in youth, money doesn't matter, education doesn't matter. Well, I think this is a very important issue. What do you mean by education? Uh, if you mean by education just passing exams, uh, it's not a very good predictor of whether a person will be satisfied with their life uh, during their adult uh, lifetime. Uh, what is a good predictor uh, is their emotional health when they're a child, also to some extent their behaviour when they're a child. Both of these are better predictors than how well they do at exams. So I think we need a new concept of education mm. in which the education of the whole person uh, includes uh, the, the education of their uh, ability to manage their own emotions, to relate to other people, uh, to avoid dangerous kinds of behaviour, um, to eventually become good parents. But if I was a Tory, supposing, radical Tory, I shouldn't be rude about really? Tories, and I wanted to cut <laughs> back on education, ah. I'd say, you know, your man Laird's quite handy here because he's telling me education doesn't matter that much, he's got some woolly academic theory about better education, but what matters is emotional well-being, or if I wanted to cut taxes for the rich and not bother about the poverty of the poor, I'd say, these things don't matter anymore, it's mental health. Is there a risk that it's a way of supporting exploitation of the poor by not concentrating on material advantage? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I think we should, of course, focus on the things which really matter to people. But if you're going back to education, uh, one of the most striking things, of course, is that one of the main determinants of how people do in their exams, if you think that's what really matters, is their emotional health. So emotional health is really good because it contributes to whether you are satisfied with life. But if you think what matters is, the, say, the GNP, which depends on having lots of uh, well-educated and trained people, uh, emotional health also contributes to that. Right. Supposing it is right that we should move on this, there's a second-order controversy about your solution, which I think is called cognitive behavioural therapy. Now, there are some people who say, quoting well-known figures, well-known guy, Oliver James, he says, a cheap, quick fix. He says, CBT is an excuse for the thing on the cheap. There's relapse rates. After two years, people haven't done as well as people think. Is there some way in which you're cornering the resource, the scarce resource of mental health treatment and saying, it's all about CBT. That's what critics say, isn't it? Yeah, uh, some critics do. Uh, but that's, of course, completely wrong. Uh, CBT uh, is one of the only psychological therapies where people have followed up 
patients who've been treated with it for up to six years. And it has been found to have marked, uh, marked effect six years later compared with uh, treatment as so usual. So the empirical stuff supports your position? Empirical stuff. Actually, the, all the therapies that are recommended by Britain's uh, official guideline body called NICE uh, are ones uh, which have been empirically studied and followed up. And that includes not just cognitive behavioural therapy, but interpersonal therapy, forms of counselling, and even uh, brief forms of psychodynamic Freudian theory. I thought you'd solved it, though, because I remember you set something up called IAPT about five years ago. I thought this had all happened already. The government had invested. Was there something wrong with the achievements of five years ago that you have to rework it and re-argue it today? No, no. Uh, We put forward a six-year plan. to do as much as we thought could be done to a high standard uh, in six years. And by and large, it's been carried out, not exactly as we'd like, and there have been, of course, some lapses, there always are. But if, uh, our main uh, argument now is this needs to be doubled over the next parliament. You've been called a happiness czar. <laughs> are you a happy man? Most of the time. Uh, when I was asked this question by the Financial Times, I found myself saying, which is obviously a sensible thing to say, that uh, if you're trying to get things done, you're not going to be happy all the time. That's true, but most of the time. Richard Eyre, thanks so much for submitting yourself to the Gear to Grilling. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> well done. <laughs>